so glad you could join us for mornings at YCBC today. We want to thank you for being a part of our online family and we hope that this message encourages you, blesses you and helps you grow in your walk with Him. So let's get into the Word. Good morning everybody. Thank you for the invitation to come and uh, share God's Word with you all this morning. It's a great privilege to be able to do so. Um, just amazing every time I open up God's Word, the new things that pop out and and it's like I never really noticed that there before but this is a bit of an oldie but a goodie for me um this verse uh I was introduced to it uh during my teenage years when I was going to summer camp and um yeah really really just encouraged by it and the people there I think really embodied this and lived it out in their lives they were delighted to share with with me and so many others the good news of Jesus but also their lives as well and yeah I just want to share that with you this morning um, I was looking at your live stream last week and Ian Altman, I didn't actually know that about Ian. We, um, we spent some time together at church together in Sydney when we were up there and I didn't know of his love for yo-yos, that was quite interesting. Um, I can't do any tricks like him as well unfortunately but um, I'm a little bit boring, sorry. Um, but yeah, that was quite interesting, I found that very interesting, staying connected to Jesus. This week I want to talk about staying connected to each other, so sharing life together as the body of Christ, as brothers and sisters in Christ brought together by Jesus, how we can stay connected to each other and really share life together um, in the ups and the downs and all that life entails. Because life isn't easy, I think, and um, as we all know, but we're in it together. But before we get into that, I need three volunteers, maybe kids, if you want to get involved. We've got you today. Yes, mate. Yep, come up, guys. And another one. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, three boys this morning. Great. You each get a piece of something that you need to guess what it is. Yes, chain mail. We got a third volunteer, mate? Yep. Oh, yes. Come on down, mate. Yep. <laughs> this is a bigger piece. This I still made when I was still here in Yes. Can you guess what they are? Yes, armour. And do you know the name for it? Chain mail. Yes, very good. Now, I got the inspiration from this, for this from Lord of the Rings. Saw the movies there, they all had pretty cool chainmail on. I thought, oh, I'll make me some of that. Can you guess how many rings are in this piece here? A little bit less. It's about 1,600 to 2,000, about that sort of thing. You can count down one side and then up the other and use a bit of maths and work it out. Can you see in the chainmail there, if you all look closely at your little pieces there, so each ring, how many rings is supporting each ring? Can you see? <laughs> it's hard to see, isn't it? Four, yes, brilliant. Thanks, guys. Um, you can hand them around too if you like. Yeah, so other people can have a look up nice and close. So this is uh, chainmail. It's a form of medieval armour which was worn by knights um, a few hundred years ago. Um, eventually when gunpowder was introduced, chainmail was, was relegated to the side. It didn't really work against gunpowder anymore. But this is chainmail, so knights for hundreds of years since the early, uh, around 1000 uh, used it. Uh, the Battle of Hastings in 1066 um, had suits and suits and suits of chainmail everywhere so valuable that you would actually hand it on to your descendants. And sometimes chain mail, it was repaired over the years and all that, would last 100 years or more before it finally rusted and together. They would get a barrel full of sand, put the chain mail in that, roll the barrel around a bit, that would rub the rust off, 
and then keep on going, repair it over the years and hand it on to their sons and grandsons. And they would fight with it. Beauty of chainmail, as one of the boys mentioned, is that each ring is supported by another four around it. So if you got hit in one particular spot by an arrow or a sword or something like that, all the horrible things that they used to use back then, the force would be dissipated to the four rings around it and then those four rings would also be supported by another four and etc. etc. So if you were hit in one area, the force would be dissipated like ripples in a pond and you'd survive most of the time until they invented gunpowder. <laughs> the beautiful thing about our chain mail is that every single ring is supported by another four. And I think about it in our Christian life as well. We've got God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and then our church community, our brothers and sisters in Christ. We all are holding each other there. We're all supporting each other, connected to each other, sharing life together. When the attacks of life come, as they do, we all know that, we're all in it together. We hold each other. So the verse this morning from 1 Thessalonians uh, 2, uh, 7 to 8. Just as a nursing mother cares for her children, so we cared for you. This is Paul talking to the church in Thessalonica. Um, it's a part of what we call Greece now. And uh, he's just sharing his, his heart for these people in the church, there, his love for them. He's not just doing it out of duty. It's like, oh yeah, I suppose I better get, get to church this morning. But he has a genuine love and a genuine care for them. Thanks, boys. Yeah, thanks for sharing that around. Just as a mother cares for her children, so we cared for you. Because we love you so much, we were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. I think in this passage, there's four main ideas. One is caring, one is loving, one is delighting, and finally, living, life, sharing life together. The first one is uh, talking about a nursing mother caring for her children. Um, this, this comes from a word which means to cherish with tender love, to keep warm like a mother hen keeping her chicks warm under her wings. It's, a, it's an idea of protection. It's an idea of care and tenderness. The second idea is because we love, loved you so much, the verse mentions, it means to affectionately desire or long for or yearn for another person. This is the only time in the entire New Testament that this word is actually used. And so we don't really know what it means until some um, archaeologists found a tombstone in modern-day Turkey. And on this tombstone it was a... Thank you. Thanks very much, mate. That was really good. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Yeah, on this uh, tombstone in Turkey... Uh, there, was a, there was a little boy um, buried in that uh, tomb. Uh, Zatiko was his name. And he uh, was buried there in the 4th century, these researchers believe. And his two parents wrote this word on his tombstone, saying that they yearned for their son. Their son had died. And it's that strong of a word that Paul is yearning for his brothers and sisters in Christ, just like parents yearned for their dead son. It's that strong of a word, Paul's yearning for his brothers and sisters in Christ. The same yearning that God has for all of his children to be brought home to him. Third idea we're delighted to share with you. Paul's not doing it, you know, because he's been uh, conscripted into it or been pulled along to the, 
um, kicking and screaming. He's doing it because he loves these people. He delights in them. He's delighted to share with you. It's the same word used by God at the baptism of Jesus when he says, you are my son whom I love. With you I am well pleased. God is well pleased. God is willing to come and show his love for us on the cross. My uh, mentor growing up, the uh, man who pastored me um, when I was a teenager and also baptised me as well in my early 20s, he shared a story with me one day of uh, he was coming to, to preach um, at the church that I was attending and he was asked by a petrol station attendant when he was fueling up, oh, what, what, what are you doing today? Is it uh, work or pleasure? And he said, both. <laughs> it's a story that stuck with me over many years. It's not just work that we do as brothers and sisters in Christ, helping those around us. But we do it because we delight in each other. We're a pleasure. It's a pleasure to do it. We love each other because God has shown his love for us and his willingness to get involved in this world and his willingness to take on him the punishment that we deserved. It's a willing thing. And that's what motivates us and takes us forward. And finally, the fourth idea here is that we share our lives as well. We're not just sharing someone, uh, we're sharing with someone the gospel, saying that God loves you, see you later. <laughs> we're sharing our lives as well. We're sharing the ups and downs. My brothers and sisters in Christ have seen sides of me, which I'm not proud of, but they stick with me. They stick with me in the ups and the downs. That's life. It's sharing life together. We don't have it all together. Wish we did sometimes, but we don't. <laughs> but we share life together anyway because we love each other and we delight in each other. Winnie the Pooh. Who likes Winnie the Pooh here? Adults, you can put up your hands as well. That's all right. No judgment. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh said this once. It isn't much good having anything exciting if you can't share it with somebody. It isn't much good having anything exciting if you can't share it with something, somebody. It's true, the gospel according to Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> God had something beautiful and he wanted to share it with us, life, with him. That's why he came. Mother Teresa also said, a life not lived for others is not a life. What's the point if we're just here to earn money and go to, go to work or school and, and come home and sleep again? What, what's the point if we're not actually helping each other, if we're not sharing life together, sharing the journey together? Sharing life together goes all the way back to the beginning when God the Father, God the Son and Holy Spirit have always existed in perfect harmony, perfect unity, perfect peace. They lived in a beautiful relationship, this beautiful trinity, this beautiful community together, sharing life together. It's not like one day they were sort of sitting down with each other and they thought, I really need this little robot to come and say I love you because that would make me feel better. It's not like they came to that perspective one day. They had a beautiful self-sustaining ecosystem of love. The Father loved the Son, the Son loved the Holy Spirit and etc. all in this beautiful self-sustaining relationship. They didn't create us because they needed little people around, you know, giving money or doing these wonderful mission things and, or going to church, those things are good. But they created us as an overflow of their love for each other 
They wanted to share life with others. They wanted to include us in their original plan of sharing life together. One day they decided to share their life with others. Those others are us. We are the children of God. We are part of the family of God. Proverbs 8 uh, talks about the wisdom. Uh, wisdom. And Jesus in the New Testament is referred to as the wisdom of God. And so this passage has actually been referred to by some as describing Jesus during the first day of creation of us. Jesus, the architect by his father's side, it mentions. And I'll read an S, um, just an excerpt from it. This is Jesus. I was there when he set the clouds above, when he established springs deep in the earth. I was there when he set the limits of the seas so they would not spread out beyond their boundaries. And when he marked off the earth's foundations, I was the architect at his side. I was his constant delight, rejoicing always in his presence. And how happy I was with the world he created and how I rejoiced with the human family. You know God rejoices over you? You know God is proud of you and he loves you? That's, a, that's an expert, uh, excerpt right back to the beginning, the first day of creation when Adam and Eve drew their first breath and Jesus was rejoicing. He was constant delight, always rejoicing in God's presence as he brought us into the world. We were made by a community for a community, for the benefit of a community. Yes, Community Baptist Church exists here like so many other churches around the world for the benefit, for the blessing of the community around us. To start wrapping up, I want to leave us with a couple of challenges for this week. Challenge number one, what motivates you? Does love motivate you? This passage uh, mentions because we loved you so much, we shared with you not only the gospel but our lives as well. Because we loved you, we shared. John 3.16 also says, for God so loved the world that he gave. What's our motivation for giving? Is it love? Is it coming from this, this spring of life and love and light in us? Number two, how can we back up our words with action this week, this month, this year ahead? How can you back up your words with action? Not just sharing the gospel, that's good, that's great. But how can you actually share your life as well with others around you? To close, I, I want to share with you a little story. There was a man named Raymond Charles Russell, and he has a connection to Yass, funnily enough. He was born in 1906 in Tweed Heads. He went to school in Newcastle. His father worked there greasing machinery. Raymond became an accountant before training to become a Presbyterian minister. And his first church was just up here on the hill near the hospital, the Presbyterian church. He served here during the Depression years of the 1930s. And then he moved on to Kutamandra in 1937. In 1937, he gave a farewell sermon, and, he, and I think he wraps up a lot of what we're talking about this morning. And he writes this to his congregation. With many of you, I've been privileged to share intimately in joy and sorrow, laughter and tears, defeats and triumphs, and sacred ties thus welded 
between us are not easily severed. For abundant evidence of genuine friendship, for much kindness and consideration, I gratefully thank you. For many imperfections on my part, I ask your forgiveness. I would only hope that I may have succeeded in helping some of you a little, that I may have brought some comfort and encouragement when you stood in need of it, that I may have given you a glimpse of the vision glorious, which is apprehended by the life of love and service of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for sharing life with us. Thank you for sharing this beautiful love that you have within you, the Son and the Holy Spirit. This beautiful ecosystem, self-sustaining ecosystem of love and light. Thank you for sharing that with us. Thank you for including us in your family. Thank you for bringing us into this beautiful world and then redeeming us, saving us, setting us free. Thank you for the gift of chain mail as well, worn by warriors of the past and reminding us today that each of us are connected to Father, Son, Spirit and our church family. As we go through the ups and downs of life with our brothers and sisters in Christ at our side, we thank you that you are at our side as well. That in the troughs, in the mountaintops of life, that you are always with us. You never leave us. So help us this week to, to live out this faith, not only with our words, but in our life. Share with others not only the gospel, but our lives as well. Help us to do it from a place of love. Help us to, to delight in each other, to enjoy each other's company, and to share from that place. And we pray these things in your son's name. Thanks for joining us today. As you head back into your week, we want to encourage you to stay in His Word, stay in His love, and stay strong in your faith. Don't forget to keep up to date with what's happening via Facebook, Instagram, or via our website at ycbc.church. See you soon.